0: Hey, welcome to Reflection as a Service. I'm Paul Merrill. I'm James Jeffers. And we're here to talk about software development and entrepreneurship. Today, we've got a great guest, Dave Rail from Developer on Fire. I'm going to introduce him in a few minutes. But if you are a fan of podcasts like myself and James, you've definitely heard Developer on Fire. I'm excited to talk about it today, uh, about his podcast, about his career, about his life and what, what he enjoys doing and how he got into all this. But before we get into that, James, how are things going? Ah, uh, pretty good. Uh, this is the week of the year where I
1: get to go back to the bookkeeper, and uh, we get to figure <laughs> out like um, if, I'm going, if I'm going to jail or not. <laughs> no, I,
0: <laughs> IRS, uh, IRS, listen to this part.
1: <laughs> now you know it was like you know actually it was a pretty good meeting. This year was a lot better than last year, and um, you know this is also the time when my accountant is always asking me. So I'm not asking you to buy something just to buy something, but is there anything that you think you might want to buy? Um, so uh, it 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 was a it was a good year. Yeah, that means you had a good year. Right. That
0: means you had a good year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so another another feather in my cap. And another uh, data point for my wife not to think that I just sit around the house and watch soap operas all day.
0: So <laughs> you have the accountant. Does he like have to sign a note for you or anything? Uh, or that's we'll not a it? bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad idea. It's Like a get out of get out of class uh, thing for doctors. But okay, Fine. so so look, um, anything else going on with business or anything? Didn't you have a launch today? Do you want to talk about that?
1: Yeah. So uh, one of my clients had a. Um, uh, registration day for classes and i had built uh the registration system which also tied into um, like a e-commerce platform for that registration system and this is the second time that they've used it and uh i mean the good news is that they've shattered all of the records they had previously the bad news is we found out at exactly what point their application uh kicked the bucket oh no. so, yeah so i mean they were they were not too terribly upset because we got it back up pretty quickly but Uh, you know, now they're moving from the minor leagues to the major leagues. So we got to invest a little bit in their infrastructure.
0: That's good. And they did it because of code that you wrote. I mean, my understanding is that each time you've implemented new things for them, their registration has gone up.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'd love to take credit for that. I think if they just (laughs) exploded in popularity, I mean, it's kind of like, um, you can't really drive super fast until you've got good brakes. And I think in their case, they just couldn't take advantage of their popularity until they had um, a way to uh, sort of uh, automate a lot of the data processing they had for, like, new users coming into their system. Um, Because I think their previous semesters, their administrative staff just did nothing but try to handle all that by hand, you know, with spreadsheets and emailing each other. And, and, you know, the big focus was to get rid of that. And I think we did that. I think we did that.
0: That's awesome. Well, it's a great story. I had a really good conversation today with a guy in the UK who will... No, I'm talking about him if he's listening. I know he listens sometimes, but a really good uh, kind of introductory conversation with him. His company deals with linguistics and text mining. Um, it was a very interesting conversation about how they do things different from Google and how they do things different in general and kind of looking through text and understanding the context of what's going on and being able to reference it later on. So pretty cool stuff. Um, hey, well, let's get started. That's so cool. we've got today Dave Rail. Dave Rail is a dedicated father and husband and seasoned software professional, he specializes in building distributed systems and understanding problem domains, especially via d- domain-driven design and behavior-driven development. Outside work, he is usually playing with kids, playing basketball, lifting weights, coaching youth sports, and enjoying dirty jokes. He blogs at OptimizedProgrammer.com about writing software and getting the most out-of-life and is the host of Developer on Fire podcast at developeronfire.com, where he extracts inspiring stories from successful software geeks. Dave, welcome to the show.
2: Well, thanks very much, Paul, and uh, great to be here with, uh, with you and, and James, you as well.
0: You welcome, been? Dave. Yeah, welcome. I'm glad to have you.
1: So yeah. I, I have to ask, you like dirty jokes. What's the cleanest dirty joke you could tell us?
2: <laughs> uh, boy fell in the mud. Oh that, that yeah, that's the oldest <laughs> terrible joke in the world, right?
0: <laughs> I used to have a button ready to do a rim shot. I don't, I don't I have that on here. Maybe I can edit that in. If I did, put it right here. There you go. Um well cool. Well look, you know, um I was so happy to be on Developer On Fire recently. Thanks so much for having me on there. And uh to kind of be a guest in a place where so many great developers have been on there. I'm wondering, you know, how did you get that started and and, and maybe tell us a little bit about developer on fire
2: sure yeah the the podcast is is a lot of fun as as you guys know right i mean it's it's great to just connect with people and i've i mean that's been really uh, the surprising biggest wonderful thing that came from the podcast is just humans you know and i i, I didn't realize that going in but so you know i i uh i i for years, I felt like I had more to offer than what I was giving out. You know, I've been, uh, you know, writing software, you know, going to my job in downtown Denver, riding the train back and forth, you know, from home to, to there and, uh, and, and just feeling like, you know, I'd go sit in the back of the room when somebody was giving a talk at a, a local user group or something and, and just feel like, Hey, you know what? I should be giving a talk and then going home and going back to the job and uh, drinking a beer, watching the game and, and not actually taking action on any of it. And, uh, you know, it, I mean, it was just years of, of that and, and just feeling like, uh, there's more out there and, uh, you know, being very comfortable in my job, staying in the same position for, for nine years, working the same company and, uh, ultimately, uh, I, I you know some, some things happened in my life, you know some some family health and some things that that kind of changed some things, and I started blogging a little bit, and uh, you know I came across uh, John Sonmez and his uh, Simple Programmer site, and he sells this package called How to Market Yourself as a Software Developer, and when I heard him describing that thing, it was kind of the 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 kick in the pants that that I've never had that said hey. Get engaged, get out there, do something, put your name in front of people. And, uh, you know, it it was a a bit of a long process, but I I bought that package that John was selling. And there was an interview in there with a guy named Pinal Dave. Who, uh, he's, he's an Indian, uh, developer who has the, the blog SQL authority.com. And I'm sure if, I mean, if you've ever, uh, done any kind of search for in Google for something related to a database, you've landed on that site at some point. I mean, he gets millions of page hits on his blog and he's been doing daily blogging every day for over a decade now. So, you know, I mean, that, that's the kind of, you know, crazy inspiration that you get in that package. But any, you know, I, I sound like an advertisement for it, but <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Pinal is is wonderful and he, he was on developer on fire as well. And we had a great conversation about what he meant to me in my journey. And, uh, in that interview, he basically said, you know, my challenge to you, if you're serious about blogging is come and comment on my blog every day for seven days. And, you know, Pinal said, you know, there, there have been two, you know, me and one other guy that have taken him up on that challenge. And that, I mean, that just goes to show, uh, you know, how, how small a commitment that is, and how hard it is for people to actually execute on that. Just so, to comment on somebody else's blog. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. So, I mean, that small action, and, and that was kind of the start, right? That, that was where I started saying, hey, I can get engaged, I can do stuff, I can, you know, I, I t- told myself a story for years and years that I'm good at machines, not good at humans, and, uh, you know, d- decided that, hey, it was time for me to try something different. And I still thought at the time that I started the podcast that uh, I was good at machines, not good at humans. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've since changed that tune because, you know what, um, I, I really underestimated myself. And so, you know, I, I decided to do a podcast and I, I stumbled upon a podcast called Entrepreneur on Fire and I shamelessly ripped <laughs> off the format of that thing. I, you know, and uh, it, it's funny, I, you know, I, I haven't really listened to that show a lot, but I stumbled on it because I heard a programmer on there, uh, or I heard a programmer on another podcast, Trevor Page is his name. and He's a Java educator guy. When I Googled his name, I found entrepreneur on fire. And uh, ultimately I, you know, when I heard that I was like, somebody should make something like this for developers. And uh, it was probably about a year, year and a half later that I said, Hey, wait a minute, I'm somebody. And I emailed (laughs) John Lee Dumas from entrepreneur on fire. And um, I said, Hey, you know, how would you feel about me ripping off your format and applying it to, to a different crowd? And he was, he he was very enthusiastic and said, go for it. And, uh, you know, listeners of that show know he's enthusiastic about everything and he, he only knows, you know, volume 11, but, uh, you know, he, he said, he said, yeah, you know, do it. And, you know, you have my blessing. And so that's, that's kind of what I did. You know, the idea is, I want to hear stories from developers ultimately. So I have, you know, a standard set of questions meant to elicit stories, get the wisdom out of developers. It has gotten less rigid over time as, as the podcast has gone on. And it's basically, I want to know you the person and not just, you know, about what open source project you're working on.
0: Yeah, well, it's terrific and, and I love it. And being on there taught me a lot. You have a way of getting stories out of people. Um, It's well, yeah. really something else. Cause I, I definitely talked about more things than I thought I was going
2: to talk about
0: when I was getting ready for that interview. So good job, I guess.
2: Cool. Um, yeah. I, I, I've heard that from a couple of people and I, I didn't believe it at first, you know, but I thought it was just kind of flattery, but I think I'm starting to believe that. Yeah. May, maybe, maybe I do have some talent beyond just at the keyboard, you
0: know, you, you do. And you know, it's so interesting. You were talking about how you tell yourself these stories, and I know, you know, self-talk is something. Sometimes we get into this fluffiness, right, James? And talking to developers or talking to entrepreneurs. Wait, us? The, the, well, <laughs> we, yeah, we get into talking about the fluffiness of like the feelings and the emotions and all this, all this other fluffy fluffiness. Well, but- yeah, yeah, yeah. But self-talk is so important. And you were telling yourself this story and you repeated it over and over again until you believed it or because you believed it or whatever else. And I think it's just so important to have the right thoughts in your head and put the right refrain up there to hear from yourself again and again.
2: Yeah, the stories you tell yourself, I mean, they, they can be your inspiration or or they can be the toxic waste that, that holds you back. You yeah, know? Absolutely. I had a professor
0: in college who told me I was saying, I'm so stupid when I was walking through something with her and she says, don't say that. I'm like, "What? I'm so stupid. I mean, this she says, no, If you keep saying that you're going to believe it and you're not stupid. So don't say it. Don't believe it.
2: Yeah. Insightful.
0: Yeah. So James, what do you have for Dave? I, I, I don't want to.
1: Well, I was going to, I was going to ask him about the fact that it sounded a lot like entrepreneur on fire. Um, and you know, I think he kind of said, hey, I reached out to John Lee Dumas and I said, hey, do you mind if I rip it off? And I'm not surprised. He was like, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, but so um, let me ask you about the practical effects of starting a podcast. Because like you said, the gentleman who has this uh, SQL authority uh, and he's been doing it so long and so consistently um, that I'm sure by this point, if you're considering uh, him for a job that involves SQL, he has this massive backlog of authority that he has authored. Yes. Uh, and you can go to his his blog, you can see, yeah, he's demonstrating his expertise on a daily basis. He's interacting with the community. So his name gets out there. And I, I imagine this has probably a huge positive effect on his career, whether he's working for himself or, or working for another company, and he has to look for new jobs. So my question for you, uh, do you feel like the same thing has been happening in your career that you feel like it's May not necessarily taking a different course, but you're finding that um you are in some ways demonstrating expertise at dealing with people and understanding some of the nuances that I think a lot of developers, like you said, they feel like they're good with machines, but not good with people. And so they kind of askew that, that side of their career. They don't talk about the soft stuff. They don't talk about the people side. And I was wondering if you could comment and like, have you noticed that changing in your career?
2: I would say, I, well, I don't think that was really a stated intent in the beginning. Was to, you know, was to demonstrate a capability with people. Really, I just wanted to be a little less anonymous than I was before, you know. And so, uh, but, but yeah, I, you know, I have people reaching out to me and talking to me about, you know, t- taking, uh, taking on projects and doing some of those kinds of things. So, you know, I, I do have a higher profile, and I do, you know, get approached for, you know, do you want to work on this thing because of you know, just be, because of the podcast, really, and I, I guess not all of the contacts that I get are necessarily just because of that, but I think that's that's probably the the primary driving force, and you know, having an audience and, and all of that stuff. Um, whether whether it makes them think that I'm better with with people than than they would have otherwise thought, maybe there's something different than you know about me than the run of the mill developer who wants to you know hide in the basement and you know pizza and Mountain Dew and all you know all of those stereotypes. Um, it, there's probably something to that. I don't know that I can necessarily gauge that people are coming to me thinking that I'm, you know, um, you know, less of a of a uh, you know socially awkward uh, developer stereotype than than they would otherwise. But I I, I imagine that's probably the case. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Um, have you also had that moment where you've met somebody? at a conference or in any situation and they seem to know a lot about you and you're like, I've never met you before. How do you know who I am and what I, what I do?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I went to a conference in Oslo this summer. And uh, after I gave my talk there, you know, that, that I, I had, you know, several people coming up and talking to me about the talk. And one woman came and wanted to take a picture with me. She's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email this to my husband who also listens to the show and, you know, th- that kind of stuff. So that was cool. And, uh, and, and yeah, I was uh, in, in a local event here in Denver. We, we had a, an event at the Microsoft office with, you know, a, a single day conference kind of thing. And I was just sitting in the speaker room talking to another, another speaker, you know, kind of early in the morning. And, uh, just because of my, my voice and my manner of speaking, he, he was kind of like, you know, Hey, I, I, I know who you are. You know, you're, you're the, you're the developer on fire guy. And yeah, that, that was, uh, that, that was pretty neat too, to just, just be recognized. Uh, you know, I, I think I told him my name was Dave, but I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't say anything beyond that. And, and he, he just picked up on who I was and he was a listener of the show, which I thought was pretty fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, because I was talking to Paul about this um a few weeks ago. We were talking about, you know, marketing outreach. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, uh, going coming from, I can speak for myself, coming from in a background where, you know, I kind of wanted to be anonymous. I never really wanted to reach out and talk to people. You become an entrepreneur and you realize, oh, no, that's like a necessary skill. Like you have to know how to sell. And you have to do um, some outreach. And uh, Paul and I were talking about the awkwardness of, You get to a point where you, you sort of want your story to precede you. But at the same time, unless you're, you've experienced that before, you're like, how does this person know what I am or what I'm doing? And how sometimes that can be kind of a a weird sensation. Um, but I'm sure after a while you get, you get used to it and it just becomes a part of your job, a part of your, your development. Um,
2: yeah, you know, I've definitely experienced the other side, right? You know, that I meet people and I'm like, I've been listening to you for the past X number of months or years, and I, you know, I feel like I already know you. And I think that's one of the big, uh, one of the one of the reasons I wanted to get into podcasting is because it is so intimate, right? When you when you hear someone's voice, it's it's something beyond the printed page. It's you know, and they get to go with you, right? You know, a podcaster is is with you as you're driving to to the store and as you're walking down the aisle looking for olives or you know whatever. It Right. And, uh, you know, so yeah, you, you, you get this feeling of just knowing someone that, uh, that I think is, is pretty neat. And so, you know, having experienced that from the, you know, Hey, I, I know, uh, I know this guy already. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, I think I have a little bit of, of an understanding of the expectation that, you know, people are talking to me and they, they feel like they, they already have an acquaintance.
1: Yeah. I also wanted to ask you about the, the pace of Of episodes that that you're putting out. Like I know John Lee Dumas, he's the kind of guy that he gets up in the morning and he's, he's scheduled eight or 10 interviews in a day. Right. And so, and he'll just go nonstop on a, on a given day. Do you follow a similar format or is yours more uh, uh, stretched out uh, more space? I mean, how do you, how do you approach that?
2: Yeah. It's not the every day of John Lee Dumas. I, I, when I first started, I started out doing two a week and thinking I'd gauge the audience and see where it goes from there and i increased it to 3 a week and that that was my peak i was i was doing 3 a week for quite a while uh, releasing 3 a week and then uh, i i ultimately uh, started seeing tweets saying it's too much i can't keep up and <laughs> will will you scale it back and so the audience asked for and, and i you know i put it out to the mailing list and out to uh, out on twitter and, and uh, you know some of that stuff uh, you know, do you think that this is true that 3 is too much and it was almost unanimous that that 2 is is the right number for for what i'm doing so Uh, came back to two a week. So that's, that's where it stands. And for the foreseeable future, I think that's where it's going to be.
1: Cool. And so when you're looking out over the next couple of years, I mean, if you could wave a magic wand and sort of make, make the universe do as you wish, where do you see a developer on fire being, you know, let's say a year or two years out Uh, other than, I mean, if you want to say just as it is right now, that's, Totally fine. Um, But I was wondering, do you have some grand ambitions that you've developed since you've been doing the podcast?
2: Yeah. You know, it's, it's changed a lot over, over the course of the last year and a half or so that, that I've been doing it. You know, I, I, uh, I can remember when it was, you know, tens of listeners and I was thinking, man, wouldn't it be great if I could get it to hundreds of listeners. And I think, you know, at at this point uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind, you know, and you know, I wasn't initially thinking I'm going to build some great audience. It was, you know, an exercise in doing something different and marketing myself a little bit. And, and, you know, like I said, trying to be a little less anonymous, not, to become famous, right? Um I, I would like in a couple of years, you know, to go from having a few thousand listeners to a few tens of thousands of listeners. So that, you know, that would be that would be absolutely awesome. I would like to um you know, you, you guys really like to talk about entrepreneurship, right? And I would like to, uh, I would like to earn a living from podcasting. I think that would be, um, it's, uh, you know, that, that's probably the most shocking thing of all from from this whole experiment that that has become, you know, more than just an experiment that, uh, you know, that I am, I, you know, I think I'm learning that I like talking into a microphone to people more than I like writing code, which I would have never, you know, I, I would have never expected that. So uh, you know i i think if if I could make the stars align and do exactly what I want to do, I would like to become more of a professional podcaster and a hobbyist programmer rather than you know kind of the the uh professional programmer and hobbyist podcaster uh i and so you know i think um it it, it kind of surprises me even to hear my own voice saying that but i i think that that's that that that's where I would like to see it go
1: that's really interesting yeah i've I mean, for my own story, like, um, the more I got into uh, becoming an entrepreneur, the less I felt like I wanted to do the coding and I wanted to Mm. start doing more of everything else, uh, which is kind of, if you haven't ever expected it, it does kind of hit you strangely. You're like, I can't believe I'm at the point where, um, I'm no longer a code junkie. And I was, I mean, I really just wanted to do nothing but programming. And now that's kind of changed. So programming while I still enjoy it it's not, it's not really what I get up in the morning for. I like to get up and solve business problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. so have you, um, have you found folks, I mean, Dave, uh, Johnny Dumas obviously is one, but are there other people that you've kind of looked at and said, okay, these guys are starting to make a living with podcasting and you know, you found a good model for that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there, there are, there, there are lots of people who are, who are making livings from podcast. And if I, um, if I said a lot of names of some of the podcasts I follow, it would probably reveal a lot more about my uh, my philosophy and my political leanings that I probably really <laughs> want to expose at this point. Okay. Uh, but uh, you know, I mean, th- there are people doing that, and I-, I think a lot of you know. Well, so I've I've set up a you know a Patreon campaign, and I've got some some donors who are contributing to the show, and there are some perks for that. You know, I'm having you know every Sunday I'm having a hangout with with a bunch of listeners, donors of the show, and that's a lot of fun. You know, just getting to have some conversation with People, right? It, it, and it's cool. And uh, you know, th- these are you, you know really some of the hardcore fans, right? The, the the people who really care about the show. So I think that's that's one path that I've started down to you know to actually turn developer on fire that was you know not intended to be a business and, and turn it into something something beyond that. Um, you know, I talked to uh, Jonathan Cottrell, the the uh, host of Developer T, and uh, you know he treated it like a business right from the get go. You know, the, the Developer T was a business for him and. And he was planning it that way, and I didn't do that, right? It's you know, let me let me record some conversations and put them out there and see what happens, and uh, and so I think you know I'm kind of trying to retrofit, you know, maybe turning it into a business from there, and. I, uh, you know, I'm terrified about this. You know, I, I, I sounds you know, about much, right. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, m- much like I, you know, I, I love coding, right, and you know, I love podcasting too, right. Um, and and I think that that's an even bigger thing for me. Uh, but you know, I'm still kind of do I really want to be a marketer? You know, and uh, you know, I've had some, some, some runs with having some sponsors on the podcast and some of that, and that's ramping up a little bit too. And you know, I'm, I'm still far from making, you know, a full-time income from the podcast, but I think I'm, I'm on a road toward that. And I'm you know thinking about, you know, creating some products to sell and some of the ways that, you know, other podcasters are monetizing their podcasts and um, you know, I, I ultimately that's, I, that's where I want to be. Although, you know, I, I really have some reservations about being an internet marketer and, and some of the things, you know, there, although, you know, I mean, marketing, I think among developers has a, a bad name and yeah. I think unjustifiably so, well, you know, I mean, well, it depends, right. You know, if some forms of marketing are manipulating people into buying things that they don't really want or need. And, you know, that is reprehensible. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, most marketing is trying to provide something of value to people that that you know an exchange of value for a value which is something i can totally get behind but it's still emotionally it's it's hard for me to to say hey i am a marketer
0: you also don't have to be you don't have to identify
2: as a marketer do you? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, totally. you could just be a
1: professional podcaster
2: yeah yeah i i think that's that's ultimately who i am and and who i want to be and um you know interesting too that on on the last hangout with with some of the patrons we you know we were kind of talking about the the whole um you know if if you if money wasn't an issue and you could you know it, you, you just you could wake up in the morning, what would you do with your day thing, right? And, uh, you know, in, in kind of in context of also talking about learning new programming languages and, and all of that kind of stuff and the the overwhelm of all the things there are to learn. And the the thought that was popping into my mind was, I don't just want to be a programmer. I want to be a philosopher, right? You know, and I want to study history and I want to, um, you know, I've, I've been, you know, I've played chess in my life. I've never really studied it, right? You know, there, there are so many other things that I want to dive deep on. And, uh, I, don't know, I forgot what the question was. I, I, I'm kind of rambling about stuff here, but uh, you know, I, there's there's a lot uh, to learn in the world, and and you know, just going down the path of programming, I think has has made me a little more narrow a person than I really want to be. Interesting.
0: You know, uh, James, I think you were talking about that book, The Four Hour Work Week. I forget who it's by. Tim Ferriss. I Paris. love Tim Ferriss. Yeah, yeah
2: he's, he's wonderful.
0: That's that's. Uh, it sounds like for all the things you want to do, you're going to have
2: to adopt something,
0: <laughs> something like that, right? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, de- definitely. Tim, Tim is is amazing. I, I mean, he he's got his his podcast, by the way, is fantastic. And you know, I mean, he he talks about you know millions of listeners rather than than you know the the piddly thousands that I've got. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, he he's uh, his approach to learning is is so I I don't know. I, I think in some ways it's it's skin deep, and and you're not really going deep enough to really learn anything the way he does. You know, the the but the the principle of trying to you know use the uh, the Twenty percent that gives you the eighty percent of the benefit is is pretty cool.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, that's cool.
0: James, I feel like you were on a line line of questioning here, and I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt. You. I, I'll hey, bust in. All right, ask so, a question. So, who is your favorite guest on the podcast so far?
2: Ooh, that's an impossible <laughs> question to answer. I. <laughs> (laughs) Well, actually, I actually I can answer that because I had one episode where where I had the amazing Linda Rising. I had her on once uh, last year, and then she came back on. Uh, But I had I had two guests on the show, and uh, it was Linda and my daughter. And so you know we were uh, we were talking about uh, learning and mindset and all kinds of stuff. So um, you know that that, that's clearly my favorite guest is is my 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 girl Kendall Rail. You know, so uh, my my ten year old kid, and and that that was pretty cool. You know, seventy four year old Linda rising with, with 10 year old uh, daughter, you know, it, it was a, uh, it, it was a neat experience to just try to get those two to interact and, and to have, you know, that, that was fun. So I, I think that would be the obvious answer for, for who's my favorite, but Oh man, so many, so many amazing guests. You know what? You know, uh, Linda
0: rising is going to be, I think she's the keynote for triagile this year here in Raleigh. So that's pretty awesome. I, yeah, I she's not too that. far
2: away. She lives in Tennessee, but okay. yeah, right. she's, she's uh, yeah, makes the conference circuits and, and does talk at a lot of the uh, agile uh, conferences. So yeah. that, that's, that's not surprising at all. Yeah. So that Pinal Dave was, was really special as well. Uh, Jamie Dixon was, was, was fantastic. Uh, you know, he, he's a, a functional programmer and he was just you know, so deep and so brilliant. Uh, Chad Fowler. You know, he, he told me that he'd been listening to the show. And, you know, for a, a famous celebrity geek like him to, you know, to, to say that, hey, I've, I've been listening to, you know, what you're doing and you're doing a good job with it, it was, <laughs> was something that, you know, made me feel 10 feet tall and, you know, put a spring in my step. Uh, Mark Seaman, too, you know, he's, he's, he tweeted about having listened to all of the episodes of the show and, uh, he might be the biggest fan of Developer wow. Fire. And, you know, he's a guy that I've been, you know, following for years and, and have learned so much from him. So, you know, I think, I think, Um, when you ask me for a favorite, I, you know, I have to say that there are a lot of them and I I can't even begin to, to try to pick, you know, one or even a few. It's, it's pretty, pretty tough. So we talked
0: a little bit about your, your people skills, potentially having improved due to this, due to your podcast.
2: What about your technical skills?
0: Do you think that those have changed or improved? Uh,
2: that's, that's a good question that, that hadn't occurred to me. I, I would my, my knee-jerk reaction would be to say no, that I don't think it, it has made a difference. But uh, you know, I, I've talked to people with, with so many different approaches, different languages, different platforms and tech stacks, and I, I think just getting some different perspectives and, and getting some different ideas about how people approach problems and listening to their stories of, you know, the, the times that they've had disastrous failures and, and, you know, getting their, their tips for, for delivering value. I, I imagine, you know, it probably can't help, but rubbing off and, and uh, just giving me some more perspective and, and some, some different ways to approach problems. So I, I guess, uh, you know, my, my initial reaction to say no is probably incorrect and it probably has. <laughs> well, that's cool.
0: Well, hey, would you Mind talking to us about a fun project you've done recently? Like some some fun development project. We've talked a lot about the podcast, which I love hearing about. But maybe there's some challenge that you have recently coding or or something like that that you'd like to
2: share with us. So, I I guess professionally, what I've done for money lately has not been terribly interesting. I've done kind of some older technology and some of that. Uh, One thing that I have been doing, and you know, speaking of the whole. Um, entrepreneur and I'm terrified and I don't want to do it kind of a thing is that I have automated a lot of my podcast publication process. And I, uh, I have been intending to turn that into a product to sell. And I have not done that. You know, I have, I have, you know, probably 90% of the functionality in place, uh, it needs some sprucing up on the user interface and it needs a signup flow that I haven't implemented. You know, my signup flow currently to create a new podcast is SQL scripts, right? So, you know, there's, uh, those last things that need to be done to make it productable, you know, to, to make it sellable. And, um, and, you know, I mean, it, that, that's that been an exciting and fun project. And, you know, I'm the user and the developer and the domain expert and, you know, all of that stuff. And, and so, I mean, that's a kick. That's a thrill. And, and I, I love it. Um, you know what, what i and I really do need to get over myself and actually try to sell it to people but uh, that you know b- between you know between podcasting and uh you know doing the things that actually you know feed my children and all of that stuff it's it's been uh you know it well and I you know i I can use those things ex- as excuses, but the real reason is that you know uh, oh my god i'm not an entrepreneur and do I really want to be and you know just the the freak out that happens in me when I, when I start to think about me the business person instead of me the developer, you know, so, um, but, but that's, that's probably the coolest thing that, that I've been working on.
0: Well, that's cool. I'd love to hear more of what it actually does. And, um, I wish that there was something that I could say, or that James could say that would help you get over that hurdle. Like
2: other than like, just
0: get just over. to do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. That, that's really the ultimate, uh, what, what needs to be done. So,
1: um, I, this, this may help a lot. Um, but find finding a group, That, um, kind of like a, uh, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a, I guess, um, a mentorship,
0: Hmm. um, where you find other, a lot of people do the group of 20. Is that what you're getting
1: at? Uh, I was thinking of something more intimate. A lot of people, it's not really mentorship, I guess. It's more of a, um,
0: people, it's like finding, finding your own class in high school. Like if you could figure out, Hey, I'm a freshman and find out where the other freshmen are and go hang out with them. Is that what you're getting at?
2: I think mastermind is the the term master. That oh, yeah, yeah. Hearing, right? Yes. Yeah, that, thank that, you for uh, jogging. It was yeah. like, it's on the tip of my tongue. And yeah, that was so, from the uh Napoleon Hill book, right? The, um, uh, I think in grow rich, I, th- I think he was the one that he either made up the the term mastermind for, for these, this yeah. type of group or, or I don't know, he might've gotten it somewhere, but I think that's the, that's the place it's typically attributed.
1: I, I think everybody that I've spoken to who, who is in the same boat where they're suddenly they're, they on the line for bringing home the bacon. Uh, and they're not a W-2 employee, that the terror of, can I do this? Am I going to be successful? That's always there. But a lot of people will turn to a mastermind group. And then when you, you see other people there who are more advanced than you, less advanced than you, and you realize, oh, everybody has the same fears. Um, I think it helps tremendously to, uh, you know, get over those fears and still act in the face of them.
2: Yeah. That's probably, that's, that's good advice. I probably surround myself with people who have done these kinds of things before and, and Yeah. yeah, just, just do it. So, yeah. So but i i think you were asking paul you know the the uh, the gist is uh you know to to be a podcaster uh means you need to be obviously an on air personality you know an interview a you know a conversationalist uh but also you know you need to be an audio editor an audio engineer a uh you know a website maintainer a um you know a copywriter and you know it's it's all of these different roles and so you know I, I want to take away a lot of that pain and i've i've done most of that right you know i i have instead of you know messing with files right you know i i'm using a, a product a zencaster to to record my podcast that makes it easy to to put those audio files together um and then a, a new a new file coming from zencaster um, or a new set of files triggers my my software that that does a whole workflow that um, that sends me an email that, that that gives me a user interface to go and write my show notes uh, that you know it p- plays the audio in the browser and uh you know I've, I've got to start on doing some editing in the browser but i haven't uh, fully finished that thing yet uh, it sends me an email to you know to, to upload the headshot for for the the, the guest on the podcast and uh, then it takes all of those things together it it does you know it automatically it tags the, the MP3 file, it uploads it to hosting, it creates the blog post and it tweets the you know the that this guest was on the show and, and all of that kind of stuff. So it's it's just you know a lot of that flow stuff that, you know, that, uh, could be done by machines that is, is now being done by machines, you know, f- for, for me.
1: Well, okay. Yeah. I, I will go The I know you said you didn't want to reveal all your, the podcasts you're listening to, but if your, your top three, your top three favorite podcasts, and it doesn't have to be ones that are successful or well-known, but just the ones you enjoy the most.
2: I, well, I would say my, my favorite software podcast, other than, uh, other than developer on fire is .Net rocks. I think that those guys are absolutely outstanding. Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell. They're they're. Just, I mean, Richard is. I, I've said it a few times before. I think there are two people in the world that I think are candidates for smartest person I've ever met, and and Richard is is one of them. And he the other is is a, a woman that I went to college with. And uh, but Richard is. I mean, he knows everything. He he can speak intelligently on every topic, and there's there's nobody else that that I've ever known like that. So, but yeah, DotNet Rocks is is a great podcast. Um, I I really like the uh, you know the two. Uh, reveal a little bit that I have libertarian leanings the the Tom woods show is is a spectacular podcast and he is a great example of somebody who is earning a living off of podcasting and and now earning a living off of helping people learn how to earn a living off of their their media presence and all of that stuff and uh, he's he's a he's a really neat guy uh, family values and and you know he, he talks a lot about his his daughters and and he he's, he's a, he, it's a it's a great show uh, if you're interested in liberty and, and philosophy so that that one i think is a good one
1: that's it. so for those of you listening at home i give a big thumbs up because I'm, I'm a long time circle uh not my circle but my sensitive reader
2: so oh, wow.
1: yeah um i was gonna say uh richard franklin from .net rocks he also does the um the two keto dudes podcast oh, carl franklin yeah which is hilarious have you have ever listened to it
2: yeah yeah th- yeah that, that that's a good show too i'm i'm uh I, I, I used to be really heavily into uh, the, the bulletproof diet, which is similar, right? I mean, it, it's, it's a cyclic ketogenic diet. It's, it's not exactly what, uh what, what those guys are talking about, but uh, I, I've really, um, instead of moving my family more towards the way I was eating, I've, I've moved back into eating more standard American stuff, but yeah, I really enjoy uh, Carl and the other Richard. I, I think it's Richard Morris is, is, is his, his yeah. partner on, on that one. So yeah, that, you know, that, that's pretty cool. And I guess, the, the other podcast, it's it's been mentioned uh, the Tim Ferriss podcast I mean he's he's got spectacular and amazing guests and uh, you know um, uh, 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 Waitskin right uh, Josh Waitskin the, uh, the the guy that uh, was the subject of uh, searching for Bobby Fisher he was just mind-blowing with the things he had to say and so I that, that was probably my favorite episode on on Tim Ferriss and Tim Ferris has had uh, David Heinemeyer Hansen on the show as well which means that Tim Ferriss and I have a guest in common which I think is you know I I I don't know that just made me be happy to know that we've interviewed the same guy too. So I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> that is cool. That's cool. Excellent. Well, Dave, this
0: has been fun. Uh, I just want to remind listeners that you're listening to Inflection as a Service. Um, I'm Paul and I'm here with my co-host, James Jeffers. We're sponsored by my company, Beaufort Fairmont Automated Testing Services. And we work together with agile teams to seek up development and testing. We also work with teams who want to accelerate their automated testing Dave, this has been so much fun. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, thanks for being here.
2: Heck yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's a nice nice conversation, guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For us too. Hey, listeners, you know the deal. Go out on iTunes. Go out on uh, all the services, Google Play and everywhere else. And please review us. We want to hear your thoughts. Reach out to us through Twitter, Reflection AAS on Twitter. I'm D. Paul Merrill on Twitter. James is JD Jeffers on Twitter. Um, find us through email. You can get to us, R-A-A-S at BeaufortFairmont.com. Uh, we'll change that domain at some point in the future. Sorry about that for now. Um, but hey, look, uh, we, we love to hear from you. We want to hear what you like about the podcast, what you want to see changed, how you want to see us move forward. We've been enjoying doing this for about a year and a half. and We hope you're getting out of it what you want to get out of it. But uh, we love hearing your feedback and hearing your comments. So uh, with that, I guess I'll take us out here, James. Play us out. All right. Thanks. See you guys later. Ciao.